Hi, I'm Steve, and you're listening to Protoss because you're motivated to explore and understand more about the kingdom. I'm joined by the founder of this podcast, Wayne Back, and Wayne draws on his personal, his professional, and his academic background to understand the kingdom and interpret scripture for all of us. Now, Wayne's also a prolific author. He's written many books and online courses on the subject of the kingdom, and you can find those resources at kingdomculture.com or on the teaching platform, udemy.com. Hey, thanks, Steve. Um, And in the previous podcast, we looked at some of the qualities of the kingdom. That's right. And I noticed we didn't discuss the spiritual nature of the kingdom in those previous podcasts. No, I wanted to leave the spiritual nature of the kingdom out to cover that aspect in this podcast and in the following few. Yeah, good call. It's a big topic and it certainly deserves its own focus. Exactly. The way we access the kingdom is through spiritual means. Despite the negative influence of many religions, people will continue to have spiritual experiences. Because religion can complicate and confuse people by justifying all sorts of strange doctrines because people are having spiritual experience within the context of that religion. You know, at this point, we've got to remember that people have spiritual experiences and God's blessing because of his grace, not because of our right doctrine. You know? <laughs> If he only blessed those who were right, we would all suffer. I totally agree. Some time ago, we shared in a podcast that the number of people that actually believe in, well, something, rather than just being purely atheists or agnostic, is quite high. And from memory, I think it was only 7% of the world that fit into that category of being Mm. non-believers or atheists or agnostics. That was according to a global poll that was done by Wing Gallup International, and that recorded everything. It wasn't just whether you're a Christian, it was Buddhist, Muslim, every religion, but also the more spiritualist type religions and those that just believe in some sort of universal spiritual power or powers, whether they call that the universal or nature or whatever. Uh, 93% actually believe there's some sort of spiritual influence on our lives. People have spiritual experience and, and no doubt almost everybody has of one sort or another. And that's probably why very few people don't believe in the existence of some sort of spiritual realm. Understanding the spiritual nature of the kingdom will certainly shed a lot of light on what the kingdom itself is like. We should look at scripture to establish our understanding of the spiritual realm. A couple of verses, Ephesians 1, 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. John 3, 8 says, The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. They're both helpful in understanding the level of our blessing through Christ and part of the nature of the Spirit, where the wind blows. So what does spiritual actually mean, Wayne? It's the Greek word pneumatikos from pneuma, which literally means a current of air, a breath or a breeze. It's really our felt experience of the Holy Spirit moving in the spiritual realm and his impact on us in our reality. Being spiritual is simply a recognition that there are invisible forces on us that can be felt. We are spiritual when we are led or received from these invisible forces. This scripture here says that spiritual people follow that wind of, of the Holy Spirit. Literally, spiritual is the windy place. And we're being encouraged to follow the right wind because not all spiritual forces are good. The spiritual realm is made up of different forces, right? Yeah, that's right. You read through scripture and buried within it are all these hints and clues about the spiritual realm and heavenly places. And it's not ever mapped out. But as you investigate, you you see there's upper heavenly places and there's lower heavenly places. 
And so the spiritual realm is not just one place. We have negative and positive entities, if you like. But everyone who's born of the Spirit recognizes the things of the upper heavenly place, recognizes the Holy Spirit and knows how to follow it. I've heard people who may not have a faith in a particular religion or category or doctrine, but believe in just the universe or whatever, and they've felt the influence of both the positive and negative forces. So even those that may not believe in Christ's teachings, for example, still have that experience. Way before any of my families were Christians, we used to have family seances. If you... <laughs> it was absolutely freaked us out because there was real stuff happening. And in retrospect, we realized there was actually a demon living in our house at a certain place in, in the passage. Wow. Only when we talked about it years later, we realized everybody just rushed past that point. It was, oh, I just, <laughs> it makes me remember it all right now, just the fear. Modern culture, including teenage movies and so many things, see those activities as a bit of fun and not realising that you actually are dabbling in the genuine spiritual realm. Back on the Holy Spirit, I think he's got so many names. For example, he's the spirit of wisdom. People who follow the wind of the spirit end up looking really smart because they make wise decisions and have good outcomes. And they might not always be understandable, but wisdom is a trait of being led by the spirit. One of the other traits comes from when Jesus told Pontius Pilate, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. He's not talking about coming from a different belief system on religion, politics, or even a different philosophy of life here, is he? No, he's talking about being from another reality. We live in a four-dimensional reality, three dimensions of space, one of time. He's saying, my kingdom is not from that construct it comes from and is based in an unseen reality so to really understand the kingdom we need to understand the the unseen reality of the spiritual world can you give me an example of that so that scripture we referred to says when we are physically fighting whether that's physical or argumentative we attack people's opinions non-stop it's something people do because they've uh, that has no relevance in the spiritual world and jesus said that his servants would fight if his kingdom was from here. Maybe that's why Christians fight other religions, you know, non-Christians and other Christians even. Yeah, I think you're right there um, because we've lost sight of of the spiritual nature of the kingdom. It's an indicator when we are in continual conflict with others and always seem to be fighting, we need to come back and have a bit of a look at that scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. It's not about the natural man getting more spiritual. It's simply a statement of fact about the natural and the spiritual design. The natural man wants to fight, but the spiritual man realizes that the kingdom is not from here and fighting has no relevance. So the natural man's designed for the natural world and the spiritual man's designed for the spiritual world. Yes, right. The natural man with his five senses and his intellect is designed to function in the natural world, you know, to see, hear, smell, etc. And of course, to rationalize. Yeah. And for us to become more spiritual, it's not about taking our natural man and traveling into spiritual dimensions you hear this all this kind of like of traveling here and traveling there spiritually no you're actually we don't need to travel anywhere the natural man is surrounded by spiritual dimensions but he's just unable to access them those faculties just don't work in the spiritual world we cannot see sights and hear sounds to understand the kingdom we can't rationalize to bring people to faith or argue with others to bring them to faith the kingdom is spiritual and we enter it uh, by spiritual means.
Mm-hmm. Paul also said we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that was in Second Corinthians. It's something we've got to get our head around, that whatever we see is, is actually temporary. It's been created and it has an end. When Paul talks about the spiritual realm, he says it's something that's it's real, it's something that's eternal, it's something that's more important. It's, it's a real place with real activity. It just cannot be seen with our natural eyes. When you think about it, our natural eyes have an incredible amount of limitation. They can only see within a very small bandwidth of a yeah. frequency of light, for example. That's a very good point. You know, our natural reality is three dimensions of space and one of time. And these are the things that are seen and these are the things that are experienced in the natural world. Yeah, these are these are temporary and these are limited, they have a beginning and an end. The unseen dimensions, however, are eternal and part of the greater reality. In understanding the kingdom, we ought to understand that we're living within another reality. And we'll talk about dimensionality in, a, in an upcoming podcast a little bit more. So when we think about being spiritual and the kingdom, we're not geographically dislocated from the kingdom of heaven. We're always traveling within it and we're just merely operating in a narrow set of dimensions. The natural dimensions are just narrow. Our natural man is not created to function in that broader reality. And we, we call those extra dimensions the spiritual realm. Fortunately, our understanding can see like in inverted commas in the spiritual realm. Ephesians 1.18 says the eyes of our understanding can be enlightened. There's a spiritual part of us that can receive information. Acts 10.19, it says, while Peter thought about the vision, the spirit said to him, behold, three men are seeking you. Our spirit man has equipment to discern what is happening in the spiritual realm. But you're not particularly talking about open visions here, are you? It's, it's, it's about having a visual understanding without the use of our natural eyes. That's right. And this, this is an interesting thing to think about because our natural faculties of sight, if you like, we see things and it goes to our brain and we have a visual understanding of that. When we are spiritually activated, there's a way of communicating with our brains that doesn't come through sight. The understanding is just implanted there by the spirit. It's as if we have seen, we have a visual memory without actually having a visual experience. The same is true for our ears as well. Uh, we, the Bible talks about hearing the voice of God. Just coming back to this proximity idea, Jesus said to a, a scribe in Mark twelve thirty four. he said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Yeah, well, most interpret this, that the scribe wasn't far away in his heart, don't they? Yeah, I think that's, that's the way you kind of instantly read it, but I don't think that's what Jesus was saying. Either was he saying that he was geographically close, that is, you know, it was... If you just go up the road and turn left, you'll find it. I think he was simply saying that the kingdom surrounded him in other dimensions. So so no one is ever far from the kingdom of God. That's a good point. And that might well be that you're not far because no one is, but your (laughs) enlightenment is getting closer to be able to experience it. Right. And in Luke 17, Jesus also said to some other people that the kingdom of God is within you. It's important to realize here that he was actually talking to the Pharisees. And I don't believe he was saying to the Pharisees that they had the kingdom of God in them. When you look at this phrase, within you, it's probably better translated, in your midst. They were already moving within it. It was just simply in other dimension. The concept of dimensionality is a big one. So let's get into that in more detail in the following podcast, because it'll probably take a podcast for us to to get a summary of that. Tell me a bit more about spiritual nature. 
course, we live in the natural realm and the spiritual realm. But the reality is that God brings that unseen spiritual realm into the scene. That's what happened at creation in Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. All through Genesis 1, God is speaking and creating. And so he's bringing things from the greater reality and creating that natural reality, which we function in as, as natural people. Romans 4.17 also points to this. God gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not as though they did. God created the natural realm through speaking it into existence. Time and space as we know it didn't exist until that point in, in Genesis 1. He created them for us. He created this world. He spoke them into existence. He can call things that do not exist as if they did because they already exist in his reality. And then they appear in our natural reality. Well, God is limitless and can do anything. For us to move in the space of seeing, believing and operating in the spiritual realm requires us to have faith, right? I mean, for us, it's faith that brings the unseen into the scene, isn't it? Yeah, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It's very important. The things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. And so they were made of things that were invisible. This really helps to shape our understanding of faith because it seems to me that some people view faith as, I've just got to put my trust in the scripture, whereas actually faith is a spiritual substance. Faith is the spoken word of God that comes into our heart, which brings the unseen reality into the seen reality. When God speaks to our spirit, he speaks to our heart. It's a substance from that unseen world which we have with us and we carry about with us. Romans 10, 17 says this, that our, our faith comes from hearing the spoken word of God. And so faith is, is actually a, a package of God's spoken word that's creative that we carry around with us and it enables the unseen world to be liberated into the seen world. And it's, it's creative just as the words he spoke at creation are creative. Our faith then, or, or the packages of God's word we carry, as you, as you suggest, brings the unseen aspects of the kingdom into the seen reality. Faith is not just a matter of mentally agreeing to something or mind over matter. And it's not about removing critical thinking, logic or responsibility. And it's not about the absence of any natural ability. It's about the introduction and presence of a spiritual substance from the unseen world. Yeah, absolutely. And some you know, people, it seems in some people's minds is that there's a contest between faith and intellect. To me, they sit side by side. The scripture says that we should have a foundation of faith. So for me, faith comes first, intellect comes second. However, mm. they, they don't compete against one another. Intellect adds to faith in my view. Faith is a deposit from the Lord, from the greater unseen spiritual reality that we've seen in, that we carry in the seen reality. That's why the scripture says we can't please God without it. It doesn't say that he doesn't love us without it, but without hmm. faith, we don't carry anything of this unseen kingdom to bring into the seen world. And so smart people realize the limitation of their natural senses and their natural abilities and receive the spoken word of God to draw on these greater realities. And so that's why Paul really encourages us in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 to walk by faith, not by sight. Faith has a far greater impact on the world you know, we can also look to the indicators in our world that we are not accessing the kingdom. You know, if we're naturally fighting, 
especially on Jesus' behalf. This is an indicator of how much we've lost sight of the spiritual kingdom. We can ask ourselves also what faith has actually been deposited into our spirit. What package of God's spoken word do we have carrying around with us that's changing the world around about us? And how did it get there? This can help us to move forward in our faith and understand the process of faith so we can bring the unseen into the scene. Good questions, Wayne. I would say that's a good place for us to finish today. Thanks, Steve. You've been listening to Protoss, a podcast that explores pursuing the kingdom. We hope you've enjoyed joining us today and we look forward to digging deeper into the understanding of the kingdom of heaven next time we meet. Until then, I'm your host, Wayne Back. And I'm Steve Kyle. And we both wish you every success in your pursuit of more of the kingdom. Mm -hmm.